السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمد ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشیطان الرجیم بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم اهد قلبي وسدد لساني واسرل سخيمه قلبي امين يا رب العالمين يا ايها الذين امنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون يوال ادب تقوى اياما معدودات فمن كان منكم مريضا او على سفر فعدة من ايام اخر وعلى الذين يطيقونه فدية طعام مسكين فمن تطوع خيرا فهو خير له وان تصوم خير لكم ان كنتم تعلمون شهر رمضان الذي انزل فيه القران هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصمه ومن كان مريضا او على سفر فعده من ايام اخر يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكملوا العده ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون واذا سالك عبادي عني فاني قريب اجيب دعوه الداعي اذا دعاني فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون احل لكم ليله الصيام الرفث الى نسائكم هن لباس لكم وانتم لباس لهن علم الله انكم كنتم تختانون انفسكم فتاب عليكم 
وعفا عنكم فالآن باشروهن وابتغوا ما كتب الله لكم وكلوا واشربوا حتى يتبين لكم الخيط الأبيض من الخيط الأسود من الفجر ثم أتموا الصيام إلى الليل ولا تباشروهن وأنتم عاكفون في المساجد تلك حدود الله فلا تقربوها كذلك يبين الله آياته للناس لعلهم يتقون ولا تأكلوا أموالكم بينكم بالباطل وتدلوا بها إلى الحكام لتأكلوا فريقا من أموال الناس بالإثم وأنتم تعلمون أوكي يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون أياما معدودات فمن كان منكم مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر وعلى الذين يطيقونه فدية طعام مسكين فمن تطوع خيرا فهو خير له وأن تصوموا خير لكم إن كنتم تعلمون شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكملوا العدة ولتكبروا الله ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعان فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا او يو هو هاف بيليفد كتب عليكم الصيام fasting has been prescribed on you it has been made obligatory for you it is decreed on you meaning allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided that you must fast so you must do so you don't really have an option when it comes to fasting just like salah he expects you to pray and he also expects you to fast and this is a part of your faith if you really a believer ya ayyuhal ladina amanu if you really believe then you must show that belief with your actions and of those actions is that you must also observe siyam now what is siyam siyam is from the root letters sad waw mim saum sama yasumu which basically means imsak what does that mean it's to basically withhold now it is said sama al farasu faras means a horse okay so the horse sama What does that mean? You see the Arabs in the desert had a difficult life. Sometimes they would have to engage in warfare. And you know why? Because they would demand a lot of human life and retaliation. And that would lead to many fights, many battles. Likewise, they would have to travel through the desert for the purposes of trade. So for these long journeys, what did they need? A means of transportation. And what was their means of transportation? Their horses and camels. Now, in order to prepare a horse for a long journey or for a battle, what did they do? They built the endurance of the horse. How? By keeping it hungry and thirsty. You might say, what does that mean? This is how they would train their horses. That they would not give it water for some time or not give food to it for some time why to build endurance to increase its capacity for running or for a long journey 
This is how they would build endurance, right? And you see, this is something very simple. Some people think that if you want to get strong, eat a lot of food. But eating a lot does not necessarily make you strong. What makes you strong is, yes, a good balanced diet, but with that, physical activity also. Isn't it? And for physical activity, you kind of have to control your diet. Like for example, you can't have a full meal and then go work out. Because if you try to do that, you might throw up. Isn't it? And then after you work out also, what should you eat? Something that's actually going to strengthen your body, not just satisfy your hunger. And as you're working out, you're building endurance, what are you doing? You are lifting up heavy stuff, you are stretching your body in different ways. Why? Why are you putting yourself in that torture, in that pain? To build endurance. Isn't it? You're sweating, you're running, you're out of breath, your hands are hurting, your back is hurting, your feet are hurting, but you keep going. Why? To build strength. So this is the meaning of siyam, imsak. Now the Arabs would do this to their horses, deprive them of some food and water in order to build endurance. And this is where the word fasting comes from. Because in fasting also, what are we doing? We're depriving ourselves of food and water. Why? To build some kind of strength. You might say, well, I feel very weak in the month of Ramadan. I don't go to the gym. I try not to go to school. I try to take off as many days as possible. I don't do anything in Ramadan. I just fast because I don't have any energy left. Well, it's not just about your physical strength. You're not just a physical body, isn't it? You're more than just your physical body. You're also a soul. You're also a spirit. You have a mind. And in order to strengthen your mind, what do you need to do? You need to keep your body in control. You need to keep your body in control. You see, as human beings, we are weak. We make mistakes. What's the number one reason why we commit sin? What's the reason? Why do we commit sin? Because we we want to look cool, have fun, etc., etc. We want to. There's some desire, some want that we're not able to inhibit, that we're not able to control. Like for example, you're really mad at someone. And you know you should not be yelling, but you start yelling like a monster. You start raising your voice. You know, you tell your children all the time, speak softly. Huh? And then what happens when you're mad? What happens to your volume? It goes crazy. Right? Why? Because you are upset and you wanted to express that anger and you expressed it uncontrollably. It is because we're unable to control ourselves when we commit sin. Sin is a result of lack of self-control. Lack of self-control leads to sin. So fasting... What does it do? It builds endurance. How? It increases your capacity. How? By building, by increasing your self-control, your ability to control yourself. Because from morning to evening, what are you saying to yourself? No, no, no. Actually, not just morning to evening, 24 hours. How are you saying no to yourself? It's suhoor time. You want to sleep. 
But you have to get up and eat. So you want to sleep, your nafs says, sleep. You say, no, get up. And then what happens? You want to sleep, but you can't because you ate so much. Alright? And then what happens? In the daytime, you're thirsty. The water is there. The water fountain is there. You can drink the water, but what do you tell yourself? No. You want to eat, but you say to yourself, no. 24 hours, what are you telling yourself? No, 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 no. Can't do this, can't do this, can't eat this, can't drink this. And then there's also that level of, I can't do the stuff that I regularly do. It just feels wrong to be watching a movie in Ramadan. Isn't it? Which is why so many people, one of the things that they'll do in Ramadan is that they won't watch TV. Right? One of the things that they do. You might find it strange that how could you not do that? But some people do that. Because it just feels wrong. Right? So you develop self-control through fasting. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ Just as it was decreed on the people before you. Meaning, O oh Muslims, you're not the first people who were supposed to fast. Before you also, different nations were commanded to fast. Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say this to us? That fasting is decreed upon you just as it was decreed on the people before you. What's the benefit of this? This is like reassurance. People before you did it, you can also do it. Because when you think about fasting, it's kind of scary. How am I going to go for an entire day without eating or drinking? But then you're told, well, don't worry, people before you also did it, so you can also do it. In the month of Ramadan, it's easy for us to fast because everybody is fasting. You know you're not the only one. But then, throughout the year, you know that you should be fasting even in the month of Muharram. It's the best time of the year to fast. But what do we do? We're like, yeah, yeah, I'll fast. Maybe tomorrow. Monday, inshallah. Monday morning, suhoor time, what happens? It's not fault. It's okay, I'll do it tomorrow. It's okay, khair, inshallah. Tuesday morning, I'm really tired today. You know what? Tomorrow, inshallah, inshallah. Right? So we keep delaying it. But in Ramadan, can we do that? No. Ramadan, everybody's fasting, so it's easy for us to fast. And this also shows to us that fasting is really something good. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the previous nations to fast, and He's also commanding us to fast. You see, so many laws, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed over time. For different nations, different laws. But this law is consistent. People before us were required to fast, we are supposed to fast, and it doesn't change with time. What does that mean? Fasting is good for everybody. And it's really beneficial, which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to fast. Why should we fast? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may adopt taqwa. What is taqwa? That you're taking a shield, you're saving yourself, you're guarding yourself against sin. So remember the discussion that we had? It builds self-control. And why do we commit sin? Because we don't have self-control. But when you practice saying no to yourself, then even when there is an opportunity to commit a sin, you can say no to yourself over there also. Fasting teaches you that if you can stay away from food and water for so long, you can also stay away from haram things. Isn't it? So, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Practice refusal, meaning refuse yourself. Why? So that you can save yourself. Ayyamam ma'dudat. Ayyam is a plural of the word yawm. And yawm means a day. Ma'dudat is a plural of ma'duda. Ma'duda is that 
which is counted. Adad means number. Ain dal dal is the root. So mardudat counted. Counted days. What does it mean? What does it mean by that? Something that's counted is limited. Right? So ayyam al-mardudat, you're required to fast for a limited number of days. Not all lifelong, that every day of your life you're supposed to fast. No. The obligatory fasts are when? In the month of Ramadan. So ayyam al-mardudat refers to the month of Ramadan. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives an explanation, which is with regards to people who are not able to fast. So you see how we're given a command and then we're given exceptions. Earlier we learned, eat, don't eat this, this stuff, but you may eat it in such and such condition, right? Then we have the law of qasas, and then there's an exception. And then we have here the command to fast, and then an exception. So what's the exception? فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيضًا Whoever among you is sick, أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ Or he's traveling. Meaning it's the month of Ramadan, you're supposed to fast, but you fall ill. Or you happen to be traveling. And you're not able to fast because of that. Then what are you going to do? Just not fast? No. Or you will fast despite the difficulty? No. What's the option then? You don't fast in the month of Ramadan for those days that you're sick or traveling. But then, فَعِدَّةٌ مِّنْ أَيَّامٍ Then you make up the number in other days. Meaning, outside of Ramadan, you make up those days. What does that mean? Let's say you were traveling in the month of Ramadan for three days. You weren't able to fast for those three days. Now Ramadan is gone. Shawwal is gone. Alright, now it's Muharram you have to make up those three fasts. Can you fast them in Muharram? Yes. Can you fast them in Dhul Qarda? Yes. Any other time of the year, but you have to make up the number. But this was in a condition where your condition was limited. You see, there's two states that a person could be in. One is a temporary condition. Like for example, illness or travel. You're sick, you have a cold, but then inshallah, you're going to get better. You're traveling, but then inshallah you're going to be home soon. So in this situation, you're going to make up the fasts later. But what if a person is not able to fast at all? Their condition is not temporary, it is permanent. It's a permanent condition. Like for example, a person is old. They're really old. And they need to eat something like every hour. They need to get their medication. So can they make up their fasts later? Is there any later for them? Doesn't look like it because every year their health is declining. So it's a permanent condition. Or a person is chronically ill. It's an illness in which they're not able to fast. Like for example, a person is diabetic. They don't fast in the month of Ramadan. Can they make up the fasts the rest of the year? No, they can't. A person has an eating disorder. Right? They're not able to fast in the month of Ramadan. Can they make them up later? Doesn't look like it. So... In this situation where the condition is permanent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ يُطِيقُونَهُ So for those people who can bear it. What does it mean by this? يُطِيقُونَ يُطِيقُونَ is from the root letters طَى وَوْقَافْ And طَوْق is a neck ring. What is a طَوْق? A neck ring. Who has this neck ring? Think about some jail in China where they have like a ring around a criminal who's jailed. For example, 
Right? You see that in movies. Right? So why is that ring put in the neck collar? Why is it there? Why is it there? To limit their movement. So they cannot move. So from this, the word tawq is used for imposing something difficult on someone. Like if there was a neck brace around your neck because of some injury, would it be difficult for you to move around? To even eat your food? It would be very difficult. So this is to impose something difficult on a person. To impose something inconvenient and troublesome. So, وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ يُطِيقُونَهُ Okay, they could fast, but if they were to fast, it would be extremely hard for them. Extremely difficult for them. Like for example, there's a woman who's pregnant. I mean, technically you can tell her, you're not sick, you should be fasting. But if she fasts, what would happen? Her blood sugar level declines and you know, it affects her health, it affects the baby. Alright? So, this would be very difficult for her. So, وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ يُطِيقُونَهُ What should they do? Fidyatun. They should give a fidya. What is fidya? A ransom that you pay to free yourself. Fasting, you have to do. So you will only free yourself of fasting when you give this fidya. What is the fidya? Ta'amu miskeen. Feeding a needy person. What does that mean? One meal for one fast. One meal for one fast. Given to who? A person in need. What kind of a meal? A meal that you would eat. Not that you like to enjoy like good food every day. There has to be some kind of good meat or some good vegetables. And then you give to the hungry person, you know, something like some food from the dollar store. A bag of chips and a Coke, you're like, here's a meal. That's not a meal. Would you eat that yourself as a meal? No. Give what you would eat yourself. So, what do we understand over here? Who is exempt from fasting? Two types of people. Okay, quick review. The first is a person who has a temporary condition. What is that temporary condition? Sickness or travel. Okay? And it's temporary because he hopes to recover from it. So okay, he will not fast those days, but he will make them up at another time. Okay? The second condition is permanent. There's no hope of recovery. Or at least for a long time, there's no hope of recovery. Like for example, a woman is expecting, and then she's going to be nursing the child for another two years, let's say. And then what happens? Then she has another baby, and then she's nursing the baby for two years, and then another baby. And then here goes 10 Ramadan. I mean, how on earth is she going to make all those fasts up? It's going to be almost impossible for her. So in this situation, or in the case of an old or someone who's chronically ill, what can they do? They will give a fidya. One meal per fast. فَمَنْ تَطَوَّعَ خَيْرًا Whoever does any good. What does it mean by this? That whoever fasts happily. Hmm? Or مَنْ تَطَوَّعَ خَيْرًا That he gives more than the required fidya. Instead of giving one meal, he gives two meals. Let's say he wants to. He wants to give extra charity. فَهُوَ خَيْرُ اللَّهِ That is better for him. وَأَن تَصُومُوا And if you were to fast to a people, خَيْرُ لَكُمْ That's best for you. إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ If you only knew. So don't make excuses for not fasting. You have a question? What if a person is not able to give all of the fidya? They can give it 
you know, over time. And for that, what they can do is that from every meal that they're supposed to eat, give some of it, share it. Okay? But they're required to give the fidya. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.